0: Hello and welcome to Killing at the Crimecast. I'm Lux. And I'm Meg. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk for a bit now. Sorry, Meg, I forgot to send you the housekeeping. Sorry, <laughs> but, I'll let you can do it, I'll just listen. Uh essentially we have a new patron. So thank you, Elizabeth Fussner. You are amazing. You're the Elizabeth best. Um <laughs> <laughs> nice. and on iTunes we got a really lovely review from Baze, as in like not as in like you're my bae, but B A Y E S O six oh three. So thank you. That was so sweet, made me really happy. And I'm sure it'll make Meg happy when I actually send it to her, because I'm the worst, I keep forgetting. And then we got a couple of people <laughs> saying lovely things on Twitter and Instagram. Meg, have you seen have you been keeping up to date on our social media?
1: Yeah, everyone's been so nice.
0: I know. So we've got loads Rose on Twitter. Of people tweeting at us. Did you see that one yesterday, which was like listing us as one of their two favourite podcasts? Yeah, it was really cute. That was from Rose. Thank you, Rose. And then the other one who was like, oh, this episode had me cracking up, the dwarf porn one. Um, That was Erin. So thank you, Erin. And then I did a soppy thank you Thanksgiving post and Auntie Mojo Jojo (laughs) commented on it on Instagram and I wanted to say thank you for that because that was a really sweet comment. It was really sweet. I did catch that. Yeah. And then I've also got, um, before you talk about our new format, have you heard about... Chris Dawson's arrest from the Teacher's Pet podcast. Okay, I don't know any of the things you just meant. <laughs> Who are these people? Okay, so no spoilers, but brief rundown of what the teacher's pet is. It's done by the Australian, which is obviously from Australia. It's a newspaper. Okay. And one of their just investigative not- journalists, um, they started looking into this case of the disappearance of Lynette Dawson. And her husband, Chris right. Dawson, had always said that she'd gone off with a cult. And everyone was like, nah, bullshit. And there were two coroner's inquests and all of this stuff. And basically the husband did it. But without any spoilers, without going into any details, essentially he was arrested last week on Wednesday. So it'll be Shit. It'll be almost two weeks by the time this episode comes out. But yeah, he's been arrested so that motherfucker might finally get what he deserves. And it's just very exciting. It's not quite East Area rapists getting caught stuff, but it's Almost on that level, it's very, very good news. So, That's a big deal. And this guy runs a podcast. No, no, no. So the podcast was about the fact that Lynette Dawson went missing, and everyone thinks it was the husband. And so the investigative journalist goes around and interviews a lot of her friends and family, and like like people from oh. that time, like when she went missing. And basically everyone's just like, they're like, yeah, Chris Dawson's shady as shit. Like he was like, he was a PE teacher at a secondary school and he was like molesting 16 year olds and was part of this like molesting ring. It was really gross. Um, I hate him already. So basically the idea is that he murdered Lynette so that he could stay with his 16 year old girlfriend. And um, yeah, that's basically his big piece of shit and he's going to get what he deserves. So, Fuck. So everyone listen to The Teacher's Pet because it's an incredible podcast. And yeah. if you don't have time for that, at least go up and look up the articles on this case because it is crazy how much he managed to get away with. Because he used to be like a rugby star. So I know I said I wasn't going to do any spoilers, but here we go. He, he was like a rugby <laughs> star. So he had a lot of pull with people because everyone was like sort of starstruck by him. So he And he had friends in the police as well. So he managed to like manipulate the schools and the police and all of this and like like the people around him and basically he managed to just stay under the radar like celebrities do but he wasn't like a real celebrity he was just a sportsman. Fuck. So yeah. It happens though in sports doesn't it? Shit. Well yeah. good job them for catching him. I know. Also if you see the photo of his arrest his face is blurred out but the policeman on the right mmm He's fine. Just say Really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> just, thought I'd, just thought I'd mention that for any thirsty listeners out there. Go and have a look. Everyone needs it's the extra motivation morsel. to go and look up the case. <laughs> yeah. Tasty
1: morsel. You sound like the witch from
0: Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I like my men. Tasty and fat and filled with sweets. Who All doesn't? Right. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell the fine folk uh, about what's happening with this podcast?
1: Yeah. So don't be alarmed. It's We're still alive and we're still doing it. But basically, we are very busy and it's really hard to connect our schedules. Basically, it's hard for us to have time to do everything for the podcast. So what we're going to do mm. from now on, instead of giving you a really big one every week, we're going to do a nice big fat juicy one uh, every two weeks and then just, just a little one um, every other week. So one week you get a small killing it quickly and then the next week you'll get a big one and we'll just do that
0: yeah because that means that we can find one time to record and record the big one and the small one all in one chunk and we've yep. got two weeks to fit for us to figure out times that our schedules work because oh, the dog's barking he's not enjoying mm-hmm. this change up Meg he's not <laughs> he's, he's <protesting>. not happy <laughs> no give um, me murder <laughs> give me all the murder no so uh, yeah that's what we're doing this is a big one everybody Ready for yeah. the big stuff coming to your ears. Um do you want to go first or do you want to go second?
1: I can go first. So I'm so what I'm doing today for our big one, because I have been busy and lazy, is I'm reading out um a very nice message sent to us by someone on our Facebook. Oh, do you want um, to
0: credit the name or do yep. you think they would not want to? I'm just that? finding the post now. Oh okay. Um Oh, I don't know if they'd want us to Maybe maybe first name? Yeah, okay. So this is from Marek
1: on our Facebook. So big shout out to Marek. He's oh, put, he's shit. messaged us
0: before. That I knew I had more housekeeping. Meg, there's a couple of things we did wrong in some episodes. Oh, no. Wow. I'll, I'll bring it up on the next one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can do that it at the was, end
0: if you want. It's not too wrong.
1: Well, anyway. So, but yeah, I'm just going to read out what he sent us um, very recently. He said in a message to, to us, just a little bit on Fred and Rosemary West. So here we go.
0: Wait, is that the one Fred- you're doing?
1: Well, I thought that was... Wait, 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 (laughs) wait. That's the only only long one he sent us.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to do the one on... (laughs) No, that's good. No, 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 that's really good because I thought you were going to do the one that we got sent the most recently, which was about uh, this guy who'd killed a bunch of sex workers. Oh, no. No, but it's good because my guy kills a bunch of sex workers. And I was actually just messaging my partner before we started recording and I was like, oh, it's just going to be all sex worker murders. It's going to be such a bad episode. It's going to be so <laughs> sad. But actually, it's fine because you're not doing that. Off you go.
1: <laughs> so in this message to us, Marek says, here's just a little bit on Fred and Rosemary West. Fred was born in the small town of Much Muchmarkle in Herefordshire. He was the second of six children of Walter Stephen West and Daisy Hannah Hill. Wait, By Fred's six children? Yeah. Gosh. He was the second of six. Quite a lot, isn't it? Popping them yeah. out.
0: Yeah.
1: By Fred's own account, sexual abuse of various kinds were common in the household, and he claimed that his father had sexual relationships with his daughters and taught him bestiality, sex mm. with animals.
0: That comes up so often. Yeah. Like Picton? And who? Yeah, who's I- the other one?
1: I swear in like the last three ones I did, there was bestiality.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's the toy box killer as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's loads. Continue. Weird. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it's also been suspected that Fred's mother started sexually abusing him when he was 12. Oh, leave him alone, mate. He's fucking not bad enough one of them's doing it. Um, though he never admitted to it, and it has never been confirmed, like the stories about his father. Mm. Neither have Fred's claims that he also engaged in incest and even impregnated one of his sisters. Wow. Mm. All right. Okay.
0: From what I know about it, just to interject, because yeah. no, it's quite a famous case, especially in the UK, um, I thought that his parents made him have sex with his sisters and, like, watched. I don't know if that's just me misremembering, but it's gross to think about, so I think it fits it is. in this podcast. No,
1: that, that, rings, that rings well with me as well, because the only thing I know of this is what I read at the um, True Crime Museum Awesome, I went. Oh, yeah. Because I, I don't know the story in any great detail, but that definitely rings a bell. Mm. Um... But yeah, so so Marek's telling us that um, these claims have not been uh, clarified or verified by anyone except for him. Mm-hmm. So then on to Rosemary. Rosemary was born as Rosemary Letts um, in Devon, England in 1953. Get your damn her hands house- off my Letts. <laughs> <Fuck's> sake. Her <laughs> household was troubled and abusive. Her father, Bill Letts, was a schizophrenic who constantly disciplined her. I feel like that probably is just abuse. Her siblings and her mother Daisy were also constantly disciplined by him. So while mm, Daisy he, had been he pregnant also fucked her. Oh. Mm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he goes on to explain that. Oh. Yeah, good. Ew. So while Daisy had been pregnant with Rosemary, she received electroconvulsive therapy as well as treatment f- as as her treatment for her severe depression. Oh um my God. Because it was really common, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. That's horrible, though. Like, it it just doesn't work. It's not like a TV, mate. You can't just buzz it and then it works again.
1: No, it just melts your brain. Idiots. Idiot doctors. Idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Dummies. They should put us in charge. Um, Growing up, Rosemary was sexually abused by her father. And because she wasn't very bright and she was a little bit overweight, she was often teased and responded by attacking her bullies aggressively. Well, I mean, good. Good, yeah. Fucking stick up for yourself. Beat him up. Then when she was a teenager, she became more sexually active and was even caught getting into bed with one of her younger brothers and sexually fondling him.
0: So she and Fred are just meant to be, aren't they?
1: Literally, it's match fondling. made in heaven. I feel like that's not an appropriate reaction to, oh, I'm being bullied. I'm going to go fiddle my little brother. No, like yeah, what?
0: no. The beating up is an appropriate <sighs> reaction. Like, Oh, mm, it is, yeah. Don't hit each other, kids. Whatever. You can say that, but like, do also stand up for yourself.
1: Yeah, 100%. Beat up. also because, if you're a kid stop listening yeah no please my brother keeps telling me that his mate's listening i'm like please no don't don't listen to me do this they're, well i mean they're like
0: 15 right that's okay
1: oh i could not recommend this podcast to the 15 year olds that i teach tell you that much
0: <laughs> i would be without a
1: job within the week fair <laughs> but you know also do listen to the podcast give us money <laughs> because her figure <laughs> Because of her figure and her father's rules prevented her from dating boys her own age, she pursued relationships with older men where she lived. One of them took advantage of her and raped her. Mm. When Rosemary was fifteen yeah, sh- fucking shit, mate. Her mother and far her mother finally had enough of her father's abuse, took Rosemary and moved in with one of her adult daughters and her husband. Good idea. Okay, good. good. Good shit. Maybe you could have done that sooner, but it's alright, it's never too late. Maybe Rosemary Maybe just a little bit earlier. Rosemary started spending even more time with male companions. Later the same year, Rosemary surprisingly moved back in with her father. Why would you do that? Um,
0: I don't think that's a rational thing to do.
1: No, right? Oh, you know how I'm having a really good time here, Mum. We don't get shouted at all the time anymore. And to <laughs> you don't get raised. Like... Should we just? Should we just go again? Should sh- we just go back?
0: Just go again? Uh, uh, no. <sighs> stupid bitch it's a bit like bitch <laughs> it, it's, it's fine she's the bad guy in this it's fine everyone oh it's
1: true she is yeah fuck her you know when you're watching a horror movie and like the, the fucking victim decides to run up the stairs and not out the front door <laughs> this is what this feels like
2: <laughs> literally <laughs>
1: do you know what i mean okay so not long afterwards she met fred west who was 12 years her senior back then that was more normal but it's still pretty gross okay in spite of the way that he treated her, Rosemary's father strongly objected to her seeing Fred and even went to the trailer park where he lived with his two daughters and threatened him.
0: So he's got so he's had daughters with somebody else, lives in a trailer park with the two daughters, Rose is fucking him, and then she and she and her dad go to the trailer park to have a go at him.
1: Yep. Okay. So while Fred did several stints in jail for thefts and also failures to pay his fines for previous offences, Rosemary became pregnant with his child. A girl she named Heather and took care of and she took care of his children on her own. Yeah, they are his kids because he's got extra kids. Cool. Yeah. So he's because got of that extra. Tem- just he's got a talking. few extra. <laughs> Open the cupboard. Oh, it's a kid. Shut the door. Because of her temper problems and her resentment about caring for children who weren't hers, she often treated her de facto stepdaughters badly. Evil stepmother. Literally. Oh, in the summer of 1971, Rosemary apparently just snapped like completely and killed Charmaine. It doesn't say who Charmaine is. I'm assuming. I feel the like daughter. Charmaine's a daughter. Yeah, a daughter who's not her own because her own one's Heather. Also, so after what could severing- have
0: possibly made her snap enough to kill a child? Like.
1: Well, it says that she was freaking out about having to look after the stepdaughters, but I feel like you sign up for that when you choose to move into the trailer. Mm. One trailer with a baby, two other daughters, and
0: the dad. I feel like you sign up for that when you start fucking someone with children. You go, oh, if this gets serious, I might have to, you know, meet them, be nice to them. Right? You can just swipe,
1: you know, You <laughs> no. can just it's swipe not, left. You see, you <laughs> see
0: the proud mummy of two, and you're like,
1: nope, and swipe out. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, (laughs) okay. Oh, you know when it scrolls and you you get lost. Okay, so in the summer of nineteen seventy-one, Rosemary apparently snapped completely and killed Charmaine after severing the body's fingers and toes. For what reason? Fred buried it under the. Fred buried it. Buried it under their kitchen floor. All right. Interesting choice of words. In August of nineteen seventy-one, Costello disappeared.
0: Right, that's just, what I'm confused oh, about. He gets home, oh, it's I'm like, right, oh, don't even worry about it. I'll just bury my kid. I'll clear up. Don't worry. You've <laughs> had a long day. <laughs> it's like when you I'll do the and then, and then your main cleans up.
1: It's, yeah, it's like, oh, you did the murder. I'll
0: do the cleaning. <laughs> Good system, though.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> so then in August of 1971, so that is oh, not long after, right? Because it, the first murder of Charmaine happened in the summer. Because Costello disappeared when she came looking for Charmaine. Who's I Costello? don't know who Costello is because he doesn't say, but I feel like Costello is another sister. I should have Googled this. Why didn't I Google it? You should okay. have, but you're a busy I should being. have. You're
0: educating the young, moulding young minds. So
1: well, I like it's fine. yeah, meant to be. Right, because her body was found to have had its fingers and toes cut off when it was discovered, Fred's, Fred is suspected to have been the killer.
0: How does that make so sense?
1: So,
0: I, I, again... Maybe because he's like a known criminal and it's like, oh, they'd know about fingerprints.
1: Yeah, potentially. Well, that's exactly what happened to the, the previous one. So, oh, shit. Yeah, that happened to the
0: previous daughter. So they're like, OK, so they're like, well, and that was on your trailer park and it's your daughter in this. OK, yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep.
1: Cool. OK, so although they're married in January 29, 1972, so a few years after she had this baby. Fred still encouraged Rosemary to have sex with other men. Both for money and for fun, and often watched her through a peephole.
0: Mmm, cute couple's activity. You fuck someone else, and the right? other one just watches you through a peephole. Like, I mean, you do you, whatever, but I feel like when you're forcing them to do it, it's kind of not okay. Stop
1: kink-shaming looks. <laughs> no, that's actually really not okay. <laughs> um,
0: fair play, get your peephole
1: out and have a little look, but maybe not for money. Oh, it says encouraged, but I feel like that sounds like forced. It he also took... Against, Right, and like who does that willingly? So he also took f- erotic photos of her and posted them in swinger magazines as ads for pro for
0: sex work. Oh my god, that's okay, that's kind of funny, like, yeah, kind of like, funny, funny
1: prank. Who does that? Fred West, apparently. <laughs> oh my god, imagine like taking your partner's nudes and being like, babe, don't be angry, but you know how Christmas is coming up, <laughs> and like, like, you, why would you? All right, idiot, right so in june of that year just after they got married they had another daughter may west why on earth are you still having sex with this man oh this is stressed me uh, out I'm not doing make- that she got married <laughs> to him right why marry him after you've already well she i feel like once you've killed that person's daughter you kind of owe them
0: <laughs> you kind of owe them yeah owe maybe them that's one. why she was doing the sex stuff as well
1: potentially Also, well, did did chop your daughter's fingers off let's let's do it let's keep all <laughs>
0: It might also be the fact that, like, her father was abusive to her and, like, she he's older than her. So maybe it's, like, a daddy issues thing and she's just there, like, oh, this yep. is how men treat me and that's fine because that's what men do. Ha-ha, <laughs> boys being boys, maybe. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that, I think that's probably a very accurate um, analysis. In order to make room for their expanding family and Rosemary's business, that's a very nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a very to- <laughs> polite way. <laughs> <laughs> they moved to 25 Cromwell Street where they carried out their rapes and murders. Rosemary continued working as a sex worker from their home in a room fitted with peepholes for Fred to use and a red light outside that would be lit to tell the children not to enter,
0: just like they do for radios. Very fucking business. You know who that reminds me of? Who's that guy who had like... Oh, he would take those photos of the girls and he had like his like torture room and he wouldn't let his wife in there.
1: You know the one. Oh, I know who you mean. Fuck. Fuck. Okay. Oh, uh, And there's show no way notes. that's even a google fucking sentence. If anyone knows who we're on about, do get in
0: touch. We're going to try and find out. Um, and if we find out before it airs, we'll put it in the show notes. But, oh, uh, yes, he was will. a sick fucker. And then he's the one who, like, there was a mirror on the floor and he was taking a picture of a corpse. And then you could see his face in the mirror. And, yes. Oh, we oh, had a shoe fetish. Oh. Oh. It's on the tip of my tongue. Shit. Carry on. You can definitely
1: Google the shoe fetish. Okay. Um... Oh, holy shit. Okay, over the following years, she gave birth to seven more children. Give it a rest, love. What is it with people at this
0: time and just... Oh, Jerry Brudos! Yes, that's it. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, what is it with people and just having all the babies? Like, just, that's just stop! Environmentally irresponsible. Excuse you. Yeah, it is. And also, who needs that many? Like, what are you using no them for? What do you get out of that? Except for farmers, who, like, so I can understand. Because once family. they get to, like, ten, you can get them to help you feed the chickens or whatever. Other than farmers, sure. why do you need that many kids?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like in their profession, there is absolutely no space for ch- for child labour. So, right. So she gave birth to seven children. I've just read the next line. Get this right. Only three of them were fathered by Fred. Oh, of course. Because she's, she's doing buying the sex work loads on the of people. Side. Yeah, shit. Another may have been conceived by Rosemary and her own father who kept engaging in incest with her even after she gave birth to her fourth child. Give it a rest. Maybe he was just a... Oh my God, no, I can't say that. (laughs) No, you can say that. What were you going to say?
0: Maybe he was just a really good piece of ass. Her Her own dad. (laughs) she just couldn't help herself. That makes me feel... No, I know. I know that's why it's not appropriate. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to keep it in just so everyone knows how big of a dirt man I am. But... um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jeez, we've
1: hit an all new, all new low that. today Continue. right maybe he wasn't the other three who were of mixed race were fathered by her clients all right so she got seven kids three of them are freds one of them was her own dad's disgust and then three of
0: them are her clients fine right and <sighs> then uh, presumably they know that because they're mixed race and freds one.
1: yeah I, that's probably quite a good indicator the oh, oh on an interesting side note listen to this right So I, as we know from previous podcasts, I often frequent the relationship subreddit because it's just a shit show. Get your popcorn out. hit me up. Some amazing shit on there this week. But a a common theme apparently is, um, apparently it happens actually a lot to the point where nurses are prepped to like know what to say. When a black couple has a baby, sometimes it comes out looking white and What? Yeah, just because the way that melanin works in the skin, sometimes it just, children get darker over time. Babies can be born looking really light-skinned, lighter than they will be when they grow up. And so there's a big spate of dads in the hospital freaking out over it, and nurses are trained to have to be like, look, I promise you, it's not what you think it is there's a there's a there's a chance that this is you know just the baby looking that's white. so funny. it's hilarious though because there are loads of posts of people being like my baby came out white and i'm black
0: and everyone's like give <laughs> it a week see how he turns out so <laughs> i suppose it doesn't work the other way around because if your baby comes out black and you're white it's not it melanin doesn't work that no. way I'm assuming if kids can get darker but they can't get lighter Yeah, it's
1: a one-way street um if yeah. your baby comes out looking you know i don't know Asian, then, and you're white. Maybe get a DNA test. But um, I'm the doctor, so yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, really sidetracked there. Yeah, Meg giving out all the medical yeah, advice. Oh, I'm it's not free qualified. Because it's probably not the yeah, best. It's, yeah, it's free because it's
1: not good, right? <laughs> okay, on to the end. The worst victims were Caucasian females in their mid-teens to early twenties, and sometimes related to them, as we know from this whole this whole like uh, Fred's daughters things. The ones who weren't were usually lured to the house under the premise that they'd be hired as nannies or some other job. A pretty good cover, actually. you got that many kids, you're going to need a nanny. Got got enough kids, got to yeah. Or wrangle them. The ones... Sorry. When the victim was under Fred and Rosemary's control, they would rape and torture her in elaborate and sadistic bondage acts for days and then strangle or suffocate her and bury her on the property. Lovely. And that is what our friend of the podcast marik has sent us about friend rosie Russ. thank you very much for that
0: thank you good job so yeah and if anyone wants to find out more about their disgustingness of course last podcast on the left has done a three-part oh, series yeah. on them or maybe it was just two but yeah there's there's shit out there you can find out if you want to know about all the grosser details 100
1: and like always as i've just shown you if you want us to cover a case, and because I'm very lazy, send me some bits on it and I'll go away and do the research. Give me some pointers and we'll do that.
0: Or you'll just read it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, or if you want to do the research <laughs> for me, unpaid, I would fucking love that. I'll just read it out. That's fine. Good. Nice. Oh, should, should we have a little break now?
0: Oh yeah, let's do that. See you in a bit. I've never heard of the Suffolk Strangler. Well, you're about to, so get prepped, bitch.
1: Whoa. Sorry, I
0: you a bitch you fucking want <laughs> <tonight>. <laughs> you with me. so this is going to be significantly longer than yours but I feel like that's okay that's oh right. no I just yeah. realised let me check my Facebook because you remember Girl Joe came on and did a I, I call her Girl Jo because I've got like three Joes in my life she came on yeah. and she does forensic science and criminal investigation I messaged her yeah. about a forensics question I had but oh yeah no she hasn't responded damn it okay well there's no science in this whatever let's just jump into it there never normally is so that will live no i know <laughs> i just thought it would be fun it would um, be fun and but i looked into it and all i could find was like big fancy words in like medical papers and i was like no Ooh, no thanks or it was about a different type of thing than the thing i wanted and it would have affected the body differently let's just go let's just go you'll get what i mean later okay i'm okay. ready so it's halloween night 2006 in ipswich which is in the uk in suffolk hence the suffolk strangler (laughs) okay so (laughs) 19 year old tanya nickel is oh trigger warnings for this we've got sex work and we've got um murder but you knew about the murder anyway and why is sex work a trigger warning get your head out your ass okay so it's 2018 (laughs) literally 19 year old tanya nickel is unbeknownst to her mother a sex worker Now, she left the house that night to find some work, but she doesn't return home. And so her mother calls the police the next day to report Tanya missing. Sure. Two weeks later, another missing person's report is made. This time, it's about 25-year-old Gemma Adams, who was also a sex worker. Now, another uh, another two or so weeks go by, and on the 2nd of December, a body is found in a brook. The brook is in Hintlesham, which is west of Ipswich, and it is Gemma's body, the second woman who went missing. So obviously the police are aware that they've got another missing person under similar circumstances, and so they call in divers to go into the brook and look for Tanya. Right, okay. After six days of searching, Tanya's naked body is found two miles downstream of where they found Gemma. Now this is where I wanted Joe to come in and tell me about her science shit because I wanted yeah. to know what happens to body a body in water because we know that there's bloating involved yeah and we know that um, you float because the gases get released mm-hmm. but we also know that water washes huh imagine that so we know that trace evidence can be carried away by especially by running water yeah so. The only thing that I know that science see to do with their bodies being in water is that trace evidence is lost from the bodies being in the water. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure what else, how else it affected it, but essentially these bodies aren't used for forensic evidence later on because they're just, they're just no good in terms of science. Okay. That was such a professional sounding sentence. You're doing so well, Lux. Thanks, babe. Should I keep going? Yes, I think I Yeah, go on, let's do it. So two days after they find Tanya's body... Someone comes across a naked body in a clearing not far from a road in Nacton, which is, again, mm-hmm. near Ipswich. So you know how when you're driving along um, an M road or something and you've got these these bits of grass and, like, woodland and stuff, and you always think, oh, if I really need a wee, I could always pull over and just go behind that tree or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if you're like me, you could always think, I wonder if anyone would notice if I put a body back there. Like, hmm. Well, the answer is yes. Yes, they would, because...
1: This is how they find Because someone knows it. I always wonder, like, what, if there's someone in, if there was someone in there doing something weird, I wouldn't even know. I'm going too fast to see. Yeah, you know.
0: And then what if you stop for a wee, and then you see the person who's doing something weird, and, and you they're can't like, shit, do anything about it because your pants are down and you're squatting. Yeah, mid you're not moving, mate. No, scary. I mean, does worry do me. It might, it might scare them off if you pee on them. I always, th- I always thought if I got abducted, I'd just shit my pants.
1: Oh, I feel like I would not have the. I, I would just panic.
0: But I've got quite a small bladder, so I always need to wee anyway. True. Maybe I couldn't do a shit, because that takes quite a lot of concentration. But I could definitely wee on someone to make them go away.
1: Yeah, I think I could. I get a bit shy, though. Well, if I was drunk, <laughs> I could do it, for sure. I'll pee in front of anyone when I'm drunk. Everyone's my friend in the toilets. <laughs> when I've had a few, few bevies. But I, yeah. I can attest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: shit, yeah. Um, But on the flip side, it might also enrage them and they might just murder you when they weren't planning on murdering you.
1: Yeah, and then you die full of mind. shame covered in piss. <laughs> so <Sorry. laughs> yeah, you do.
0: Six of one, but really. I'm pretty sure we all shit ourselves when we die anyway, or at least most people do. So like, yeah, true. It's not that undignified. No. Anyway, basically they find this body um on the side of uh, i don't know what road it was so but i'm going to say highway because for our american listeners relatable Shut hashtag up. yeah um <laughs> so the body was identified as Anna Lee alderton who was a 24 year old sex worker yeah this is the first body that's not found in the water so the forensics team sent a tent up they tent that shit up. They go, let's not let anything affect this. No more weather. Yeah, of like only controlled environment. You know, they get those suits on. I'm assuming they're like going for it. They're like, yes, like in E. T. Good. I assume so. I-, I didn't like it as a child, so I only watched it once and never went back. Yeah, it terrified me. So a ugly. Yeah, it's so scary. He's really,
1: he looks like a poo that moves. I don't like it. It's <laughs> something about it that really puts you on edge. <laughs> Shout out to my little brother who's named after one of the characters in ET. No. Yeah, fully. No.
0: It was, I was the 20th say anniversary that's yeah. I know your brother's name so like duh. Yeah,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah, fun, isn't it?
0: Also, don't you think he looks like a lot like when Voldemort's a baby and then Wormtail drops him into that vat?
1: Okay, I don't I, I'm not a Harry Potter person, so I can't attest to that, I'm afraid.
0: Okay, never mind. <laughs> but I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. Right. So, yeah, they're trying to preserve as much evidence as possible. And the weirdest bit of Annalise's murder, and this bit I haven't actually found any explanation of. Mm-hmm. So if you know, tweet us, email us, whatever. Her body had been found in a cruciform position. And yes, I had to Google that. And it means in a cross-like shape.
1: Yeah, like Jesus. So just,
0: well, that yeah, but why wouldn't you just say crucifix? Cause because crucifix
1: is when you attach it to a cross. Oh. Uh, if it is the cross, that's the, that's it. It's the form of the cruce, the cruciform.
0: Yeah. See, my dad said that I come across dumb on this podcast. And I was like, "Oh uh, no, I oh, don't. Oh, that's so rude. You don't. Do. I, I only know that
1: because I have to learn about Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I feel yeah, that's dumb.
1: That's okay.
0: Um, so yeah, this could be a coincidence. Like, you know, it could just be the way that she, cause it's quite easy. It's just arms spread out and legs straight. So it could just yeah. be, it's not like he's, done her into a pentagram or something you know like it's quite an easy position that would be to impressive
1: just, i know to put the human body into a pentagram <laughs> shape
0: some contortionism um so yeah it's still super creepy regardless and if anyone knows if there's a reason behind it i'd love to find out yeah uh, editing that out sweet <laughs> so on the 12th of december two more bodies were found so you've got 24-year-old t- sex worker, Paula Clonell. She was mm-hmm. found naked 10 metres from the side of the road in some undergrowth. Again, side of the road. So basically, just don't stop for a wee there. Wait for the service stations or piss yeah. yourself. Either way, okay. either way, you're not risking anything doing that other than a bit of wee. And that's just water, isn't it? No, it's only right.
1: personal water.
0: Exactly. It's your own water, what you're afraid of. uh um, sterile. Get over it. <laughs> So, okay. the police fly their air support unit over the area, yeah. I guess, to like see if they can see any clues from up there about Paula Cannell's murder, yeah. and they see another body, and this body is of 29-year-old Annette Nichols, who was okay. also a sex worker, in the Ipswich Green Light District. So, that is the area where all these sex workers are going missing from, and right. it's the area where all the murdered ones... It's the same as the missing ones. I don't know why I clarified. Basically, they're all from this green light district. Right? Yeah. It's not a green light. It's a red light. I give it the green light. You go, girl. Do you do you? I don't know why I wrote green. <laughs> is it? Do you mean red light? Is that what? Is that what it was? I meant red light district. Yes. Uh,
1: oh, because I was thinking. Oh, green light. Is that what it is over here?
0: No. 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 I'm just. Uh, we're we giving you guys the green light. Thinking really positive, exactly. I was thinking positive stuff. Oh, actually, this ties on perfectly to the tangent I wanted to take. Good. So what I don't want people to be doing at this point is going. Am I heard? Why didn't the sex workers just stop doing the sex work? That's so stupid. You know, there's a murderer. Just like stop it. Yeah. Um. Don't be such an ignorant piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> and basically, yeah, first of all, firstly, um. And so there's this little clip from... I sent you a YouTube link, Meg. So if you go to that and I'll just paste it in here while you're listening to it. Mm -hmm. And it's from a news report about the murders and it's actually Tanya Nichol talking about why she's still doing sex work.
1: Why why have you decided to come out tonight?
0: Because I need the money.
2: I need the money, you know?
1: Despite the dangers?
2: Well... That has made me a bit wary about getting into cars, you know.
0: But presumably you, you will do that tonight. Well, probably. Yeah. And um, also, Anna Lee, who is another one of the victims, she was engaging in sex work because she needed money to buy Christmas presents. Remember, this is around December time. Oh, shit, of course. So basically what I'm trying to say is some sex workers can't just skip however many nights of work because a killer is on the loose because they literally can't afford to. Yeah. So... Obviously, some people can, and some probably did, but just a PSA not to judge those who didn't, because, yeah. I don't know, I just... The reporter seems really judgmental in that clip, doesn't he? He does, it's he does. Like, but why are you doing it? It's like, shut up. It's like, because the alternative suit, is, I don't right? do this, and then I'm homeless, and i got to do it anyway. Like, that's yeah. that's just what it comes
1: down to, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Or, I don't do this, and then my three kids don't get Christmas presents, and I get shit for it, and I feel like a bad mum, and yeah. I cry. Like, whatever. Um... So, that's it for the murders so far. Well, in this case, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week for some more. Um, <laughs> so, let's look at suspects. Yeah. We've got 37-year-old supermarket worker Tom Stevens. And he was a bit of a B-Knock in the Ipswich Red Light dis- uh, District. Um, for those of you who don't know, B-Knock is a big name on campus. Uh, um, <laughs> so, this Tom Stevens guy was a bit of a creep. So naturally, yeah. uh, his name had been brought up in a lot of the tips called into the police. He'd also been sticking his nose into the investigation a lot and asking sex workers what they thought about what had been going on, etc. Right. And it was all very Ed Kemper of him. Very much like, oh, I'm, I want to know what's going on with this. I'm just interested. I didn't do it. I'm just interested. Right, yeah. So the police questioned him and it turned out that he knew every single one of the women who'd been murdered. What? So he gets arrested and they take his DNA. I know. Um, They take his DNA and they examine the three bodies that are found on dry land for, for DNA evidence. And they come up with the same full DNA profile for each of the three bodies. Okay. But it wasn't Tom's. So it turns out he was just a creep. He was no. just. Super <gasps> I thought was, he was doing somewhere. He was just fucking weird. No, nope. he was just a fucking creep, and I just thought it was funny because, like, every time we do a serial killer who's super invested in the case, it ends up being he's invested because yeah. he's a, like a voyeur and wants to see what other people think of his crimes, like BTK, Ed Kemper, oh etc. Turns out this guy was just a creep, and he was just really <gasps> interesting. Oh my! God. <laughs> well, however. The DNA profile did match the name of a thief on the national database. Right, okay. The DNA was that of 48-year-old Stephen Gerald James Wright. Mm -hmm. Mouthful, right? So Stephen Wright was, big surprise, a massive piece of shit. Okay. So I'm going to read you an extract from an article by The Telegraph. Here we go. He had even tried to strangle an ex-wife on several occasions during a turbulent relationship 20 years before he went on to murder five women in the space of six weeks. Wright, 49, married Diane Castle in 1987 after they met on the QE2, which was a ship, where Wright was a steward and Miss Castle worked in the onboard shop. During their courtship, Miss Castle had only seen the charming, considerate side of Wright, which serves as his everyday demeanour. Now, this isn't entirely true, and I'm going to play a clip after this to show you why, but I'll continue with the article. Okay. But as they set up home together in Halstead, Essex, Wright's violent streak quickly came to the fore. Quote, Steve used to strangle Diane right in front of us, said former friend and next-door neighbour Elizabeth Roche. He would pin her up against the wall and put both hands around her throat. There were at least three times when he did it in front of witnesses. It would end when either my ex-husband or I would pull him off or he would come to his senses. Right. How terrifying is that? When you know that your husband literally doesn't give a shit about who sees him yeah, beating... just
1: Nick. openly doing it. What an arsehole. Yeah. What
0: the fuck. So if you could now go to the clip at 37.13 yeah, and listen to what Diane has to say about when they met on the QE2 ship.
2: I first met Steve um, in 80, 1984. He used to inundate me with flowers, um, presents, and he, he was quite a charmer, really. Uh, he had a very possessive streak, though, very possessive, which I didn't like. When I worked on QE, I'd been ashore once. I walked back to the ship with the shop manager. And when I got to the cabin, it had written on the cabin, slag, ha I opened the cabin door and he said, you like to wire that much. There's your grass skirts. And he, he cut my skirts up into grass skirts, me uniforms. And then he went for us with a knife and he, whether he went to hit me. With it, I don't know, but it stuck in the door. He was so strong; he really was. He used to call himself the Mean Machine. He used to call himself the Mean
1: Machine. Threw a kn- he. And she was like, I don't know if it was aimed at me, but he threw a knife and it stuck in the door. It's like, well, fucking maybe it was, mate. Like,
0: oh, bloody hell! Right? Well, wow. absolutely terrifying.
1: What a nasty man.
0: The hula skirt bit as well. Like, oh, you he like I so much? Can I have hula skirt? And then he just, like, slices up her skirt. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. So, yep. He and Diane divorced. Thank goodness for that. And good on her for getting out of there. Uh, but he went on to meet Pamela Wright in 2001. Now, I know his name's Steve Wright, but he's not actually related to her or they're not married or anything. It's just the same last name. Oh, okay, it's quite common. Yeah. So they moved to Ipswich together in 2004. Yeah. Now, he'd been a client of sex workers in the past. Mm -hmm. And when Pamela started working nights, and this affected their sex life, he went back to visiting sex workers. Classic. On all the nights where the murdered women had gone missing, Pam had been working a night shift. No. Yeah, of course. Oh, God. So... Because he was a known client, mm-hmm. obviously, when the police approach him about his DNA being on these three bodies, he's going to say, "You know, oh, my DNA was just found because I fucked them." Yeah, right. Yeah, like, be oh, of course. Thing to say. Like I was literally naked and sweating, and so my DNA is all over them. Yeah, whatever. It's you know that's what I would say. But I'm and so he's he's going to argue that it doesn't mean that he'd killed them. It just means that he'd slept with them recently. Yeah, and that's of course, what... he'd slept with them recently because that's what he does. But Using CCTV and automatic number plate recognition, they were able to track his movements on the nights that the girls went missing. Oh, shit. And they saw Tanya Nichols go into his car. Right. However, still not proof that he'd done it. It just proved that he'd slept with her that night, or not even slept with her, just had her in his car. Yeah, that's all it is. Then they looked at hair samples. They found in Tanya's hair a black nylon fibre, Okay. Which matched with Steve's carpet in the car. Right. And this indicated sustained and forceful contact with Tanya's head and his car carpet. Oh. Yeah. Wright then wrote a letter to his father which indicated an unhappy childhood. But his father said there wasn't any violence in Steve's childhood, as he claims, um, and... And basically, Steve's just making this up, and his dad's just like, "I don't understand why he would do this." He literally had a fine childhood. What the hell? So he's just bullshitting. Yeah, I mean, it did turn out that his mum left when he was like six, and then his dad remarried. But like, okay, loads of people's mums leave. Yeah, literally, go and murder like sorry no no that's not he, he he probably just had a lot of hatred towards women as they usually do yeah um i mean abusers of women tend to not like women very much that's a pretty logical step yes um so it's probably because of his mum but who knows he's just a piece of shit regardless um and steve maintains his innocence throughout the trial now, I've brought up all these coincidences, like Pam wasn't there on all the nights, yeah. and then the Tanya was in his car, and his DNA is found on all of them, blah, blah, blah. Turns out that while none of these things actually proved that he did it, yeah. there were 57 coincidences that were put to him. Right. Some of which include the DNA, the DNA of the three found on dry land were found on his gloves, and his DNA were found on them. Right. The blood of Paula and Annette were on his reflective jacket. Okay. Four of the bodies had five fibres from his home on them. Yeah. Like five different types of fibre. He's fucked. He's absolutely fucked. Oh, then. no, wait. Sorry, that means four out of five of the bodies had fibres from his home. Okay. But anyway, so there's all this stuff, right? Yeah. And so luckily he is found guilty and he's sentenced to life. Good. Possibly a good defence attorney could have maybe got him off because they are all coincidental. But there's just so many. Yeah, sure. You can't create a timeline that matches up with it. No. With any story that he gives. So uh, he's definitely lying about something. Yeah. So unless he gives an alternate lie that matches up with these coincidences. That's that. Then he, the lie is that he did actually do the murders. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he was sentenced to life. And actually, if anyone wants to go and watch this documentary that um, I watched as part of research, there's a really interesting part around the 39 minute mark, but Mega won't go, I won't make you go to it because essentially, I'm just going to tell you. Okay, cool. And it just talks about how serial killers tend to start young, right? Yeah. They tend to be full of all these sexual urges and they start experimenting and giving themselves little allowances. And so when they get older, they sort of perfect their craft. So police suspect that these weren't his first killings because he is an actual serial killer, right? Uh, Right. And in his past, he'd frequented sex workers. Yeah. In fact he and Diane had owned a pub in Norwich and it was in the heart of the red light district. And so sex workers came in as, as customers of the pub all the time. Oh, And there are a bunch of unsolved murders of sex workers in that area. Fucking hell. So um, there's a couple of names I'm going to give. There's Mandy Duncan, there's Kelly Pratt, there's Natalie Pier- Pierman, there's Michelle Bettles. And all of these are East Anglia based sex workers and her families tend to think that Steve Wright was responsible for this. I mean, one of the bodies was found in Woodland and she'd been strangled, which is, uh, you know, similar to some of the women that Wright definitely had killed. And yeah, even his dad actually in that documentary, I do recommend it. Even his dad is saying, yeah, I think my son is capable of more and I think he probably did this a lot. A lot sooner than we know of, and I think he did a lot more than we know of. Shit. Sure. So yeah, that piece of shit is put away for life. Um and he probably did more than we know. And hopefully some of those unsolved cases will get solved now that they have his DNA, and maybe he'll confess for parole or something. I don't know. Maybe something will come of it. Maybe not. But in any case, he's locked away and this will never happen again by his hand. Good. Fuck him. And that's the Suffolk Strangler. That's unbelievable. I know. Or the Ipswich Ripper, as he's otherwise known, but I don't think that's as uh, that's as charming. It's not know? got
1: the alliteration. I like the Ipswich. No. Oh, Ripper. That's quick. That's quick. We've got a lot of rippers though. We we've got we got the Yorkshire Ripper, Jack
0: exactly. the Ripper. I feel like you can't really mess with that. No, true. That
1: was good, right? Fuck! Wow, what a piece of shit. Hmm. Wow. So well, <laughs>
0: um, it's hard, isn't it? When you what, finish a story, it's like what shit like what now you know yeah like oh so all these people are dead this man's a piece of shit great i guess i'll just go pick my sister up from school now you know like it's weird to go back to back to real life however um i wanted to do the housekeeping that i didn't do at the start of it yeah let's do it so okay so here we go here's one One of the things was on episode 18, Lux tells a story about a woman that disappeared right before a custody case for her daughter. She said, okay, they pronouns, please, but it's okay. You don't know. Um, So they said that the stepmom adopted the daughter and you asked if that was possible since the girl already had a mum. Yeah, I read this. Yeah, what happens is that the father and stepmom file paperwork with the court asking to adopt the little girl. So they set a courtroom date and if the biological mother doesn't show up then the court assumes that the mum isn't contesting the adoption and it's allowed and now the biological mum isn't legally the mum. Makes sense. So that's quite That's nice. very logical, I like that. And then on my Facebook... Oh, so that was from Leanne. Thank you very Thank much, you, Leanne. Thank you, Leanne. Very nice of you. I just realised Leanne has this... I think Leanne gave us... That five-star review we did a shout-out for, so thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So this is from my friend David, who I used to do radio stuff with at um, Nottingham University. So he said, um, did you guys get feedback about the little chat at the start of the podcast about the Grenfell effigy stuff? Do you remember the effigy that you told me about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said that the... the Yeah, basically people were being arseholes and burning an effigy of Grenfell Tower, which was a tower that got burned down, for anyone who doesn't remember. Yeah. So... um." David said they weren't actually arrested. They handed themselves into police due to the backlash. And at the end of the day, what they did was heinous, but not actually illegal. An oddity of free speech, he said.
1: Really? Yeah. Because I read that they handed themselves in their own police custody, so I assumed that meant that something was going to happen. But I guess if they had, if you hand yourself in for something that's not a crime, that's that shit. I'm surprised. Yeah.
0: Shit. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Da- Technically, I can't think of a law that they breached because they weren't inciting hatred. It's not like they were going out and being like, yeah, they all deserved it. Let's all go kill the rest of them or anything horrible like that. They were just being asses. But well, they
1: were saying racist shit. So, I, so in my head, I thought, well, you can be arrested for hate speech
0: or like. But again, but it's I the guess, whole, yeah. like, unless you're inciting violence, I don't know if that's. Yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know enough, but David does, and he said they didn't technically do anything illegal. So I'm I'm Barking inclined out. to believe yeah. him. Thanks, so David. thank you for those those messages of correction. Always welcome. Yep, yeah, we're not perfect,
1: and we actually know less than you might think, so... <laughs> 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 yep. All
0: right, what have you been killing this week, Meg? Um, trying to think now. You go first. All right, so not actually this week, but a couple of weeks ago... When I was in Kansas, actually, I got an email from my car insurance company. So they put a black box in my car about a year ago to track my um, driving and see if I'm awful and see if they need to charge me more for insurance, basically. Yeah. But I'm the best. Ah! I don't know what that was, but... That was a, just a happy little song noise because they cut my insurance in half because I'm Oh my a good god, that's sick. Good
1: job you. I know nice. so
0: I'm killing it at driving, which is good because I have to drive to go and see my partner. So <laughs> if I was a terrible driver and I had to do that like two and a half hour drive every week, I'd be like
2: <coughs> Yeah, it would not be fun. Almost always makes no good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no.
0: Sorry, this has to end.
1: <laughs> I can't drive. I'm sorry. Um what do I do this week? This week, um was like my busiest week yet, yeah, and I achieved lots of work goals that I had set out originally. I've Very nice. Starting to one feel of them like the I'm... one you
0: told me in our break.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to feel like I'm no longer drowning, and I'm kind of, you know, sputtering now, which is quite nice.
0: Nice. Yeah,
1: I'm on the shore, coughing a lot, but I'm alive. So <laughs> you've gone a bit blue. Yeah, a little bit blue. Lots of seawater coming out, but you know what? I'm here and I'm alive.
0: Yay! Woo-hoo. That's so good. Well done, you. Thanks, mate. If anyone wants to tweet at us with what they're killing it this week, yeah. that would be a lovely thing to do to brighten brighten everyone's mood, I think would be a nice little thing. That'd be really cute. People fancy it. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Good. So, where can the fine folk find us, Megan? You can find us at Killing It
1: Crime on Twitter, mm-hmm. Killing It Crime Cost Instagram. You can find us on Facebook if you just search up Killing It The Crime Cost. You can. Email
0: us at killinitcrimecast at gmail.com. And you can give us money on Patreon if you just type in killinitcrimecast. Give us money and we'll give you some, you know, badges, stickers, Snapchat. Uh, You'll get to choose a case.
2: Uh,
0: what else? Oh, yeah, we do bonus episodes as well. Lol. That's like the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be ad free. Yes. Um. Or you, you can also buy merch from our Redbubble store. These will all be in the links in the show notes. So do some clickety clacketing and don't forget to give us some five star reviews if you want a shout out Yep, as always um
1: that's it yeah thank you very much everyone who got in touch over the last couple of weeks been very nice um feedback from everyone lots of nice interactions yeah thank you all for listening and sticking with us when we haven't been that you know active
0: you know i forgot to post about last week's episode i saw that until <laughs> i always forget i forgot to it even happens I- yeah, I put it out, and then I was like, "They'll find it. They'll know it's there. They know where we no, are." No, that doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> so, apologies for not being on the ball, guys. But I've been busy. Meg's been busy. Yeah. You know what? I. Uh, it's Christmas coming up. I'm sure up. you Maybe have we'll too. Have more yeah. Time.
1: You know, it's the run up to Christmas. Everyone's panicking. They got no money and too many things to do. It's life. Yeah. Life gets in the way. It's all right.
0: Maybe afterwards we'll be. More invested, but you know what? Don't get your hopes up, man.
1: Yeah, probably not. <laughs> no, I'm joking.
0: no, we'll still release content, and you'll still listen, and we'll still be grateful.
1: So yeah, hundred thank percent. Thanks a lot, everyone. It's been good. See you next time.
0: Bye. Bye.